So tell me, you know what I mean? Like, right, I can right. make you a thing that's 300 by 300. It's 300 DPI, but it's only one inch big. Like, you know, you need a little more. Like, it's, and then it, oh, this one's 270 DPI. It's incorrect. It's like, oh, for God's sake, you're an idiot. Uh, anyway, uh, let me go fill my glass and pee. For God's I'll be right sake, back. you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny. That'd be a, that's a great shirt. For God's sake, you're an idiot. Yeah, that's a good opening, too. <laughs> I'll be right back. <laughs> anyway, it's uh, it's Tuesday. It's it's on taking pictures. It's the show you love to love. Um, no, nothing. Not going to break. No, it. I like that. I summer. like that. Sure. I, I was I was thinking maybe <laughs> we're going to bust out a little Donna Summer right then. Love to love. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, it is uh, it is time to talk creativity and stuff. Uh, my name is Jeffrey Sidoris from Fade and Blurred, and with me. The post salami, Bill Wadman. <laughs> Out of context. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Phrasing. Uh, uh, well, Bill had salami for breakfast. Well, I, I had yogurt for breakfast, but then as I went to fill up my cup wait, wait. for. Was the yogurt after the salami? No, the yogurt was before the salami, uh, an hour and a half ago. But then I was, as I was in the refrigerator filling my cup, I saw this nice thing of hard, thinly sliced uh, hard salami, and I was like, you know, I want a couple slices of that. I'm going to be you, European today. You're going to have an angry afternoon, my friend. Maybe. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, okay, so, so, so. Hey, let's get into it, shall okay, we? Okay, what do you got? Um, so I was in D.C. Mm-hmm. For, uh, for last week. The land of Lincoln. No, the no, land, that's, 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 that's isn't that something else. That's Illinois, probably. Yeah, <laughs> Illinois. Um, and it, I, I, I am, I am coming to really dig DC, and I've gone, I've been fortunate to go back and forth over the last several months between Portland and DC, and they're very different towns, um, but interesting for different reasons. Okay. Um, and, and so it, you know, it's great. I, you know, saw a lot of stuff and, and two of, two of the big things, uh, were, uh, I went up in the monument in Washington monument, which was terrifying, uh, because at, at some point in my life, I developed a fear of certain types of heights. Okay. And it's, you know, I, I don't mind flying. I love flying. Um, you know, I was, my office at Universal was on the 35th floor and that never bothered me. It might bother you now. I don't know. I don't okay. know. I don't think it would now. Okay. Um, but like, you know, when I did uh, Angel's Landing in Zion, I almost had a heart attack. It was just. Yeah. I don't know that I could do Angel's Landing at Zion. I've thought about it. Was, it. it was rough. Yeah. Conrad and uh, I talk about it and are scared of it. Yeah. It was rough. I mean, it's, you know, what is it like a mile or something straight down? Uh, I, mean, I think it's 2,200 feet. Okay. feels like. <laughs> 10 miles when you're yeah. looking over the edge. Sure. Um, so I've had this, this fear each time I've gone to DC, I've, I've wanted to do the monument. And each time I think of a hundred reasons why I am not going to, but this time I did and it was fantastic. And, you know, I posted some, some photographs. Um, I got a, it, it was early in the morning. It was the first group at 9 a.m. So you still had the long shadow looking out the, I guess that would be the west side. You yep. still have the long shadow of the monument itself visible in the photograph, which was really, really neat. Sure. Um, but what I didn't know, and this is probably my own fault, is that it's a freestanding structure. Yeah. Um, 
And in fact, it's the largest, tallest, rather freestanding stone structure in the world. It's just a pile of bricks. And I didn't know that until the person in the elevator on the ride up yeah, said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's going to take us 36 seconds to get to the top. Let me tell you a little bit about the Washington Monument. Right. The right. Washington Monument is the same height as 643,000 Snickers bars. Yeah. 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 Uh, so taller than the, the Great Pyramid at Giza, no rebar, no structure, yep. just a big, you know, it's, and, it's, and, and has a much higher center of gravity than the Pyramid yeah. of Giza. Yeah. Um, so it was interesting. Uh, I, uh, this was, this was, uh, sort of prefaced by a very funny story from Gary Yost about the Washington Monument, which I won't share, but it was very funny. Um, and you know, it, it, it was great and it was great to sort of conquer that, that fear. Sure. Um, and it got me thinking about, and maybe this is part of a, a, a different discussion or either later in this episode or another episode of, of how we let fear or fears plural, because I probably have many, sure. how we let fears control us and how, how, uh, and, and, and is there a basis for, I, I didn't have any basis for being afraid of this thing, but I was terrified of it. And so it got me thinking about what other fears in my life am I letting sort of hold sway over decisions or actions or, you know, uh, take your pick. Yeah, that's it's, that's the core of all of this, right? Right. So, yeah. so maybe that's part of a bigger discussion. So the other, yeah. the other thing was, and this, this was amazing, a um, uh, 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 listener and friend of the show, Hugh Talman, uh, is – a photographer at the Smithsonian sure. at the American history museum. And, uh, I, I got to meet up with him and we had lunch and he was kind enough to spend some time and show me around his studio. And, uh, man, you know, talk about a gig. Sure. Not, not a it's, lot of gigs like that around. No. And I got to meet his, his, his boss and one of his colleagues and, and, you know, now, now here, here's, here's a guy who, I mean, just in terms of, of wow factor, here's a guy who, who has spent 25 years working for the Smithsonian. Mm-hmm. And, and I hope I'm not telling tales out of school here, Hugh. And if I am, I apologize. But I, I was just so amazed. Here's a guy who has shot the Declaration, the Constitution, yeah. Star Spangled Banner. These objects have all been in his studio in front of his camera. Yeah. And it just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, it just. I, you know what? What I think of when I think of that kind of stuff is, I, I just think, okay, this thing. W- while a lot of these things get photographed all the time by like, okay, school children or whatever it is, uh, illegally, you know, especially right, in the National right. Archives. Um, how often does any sort of official, serious? This is a record of this object in this state right now right, on April twenty right. sixth, nineteen, whatever. You know. It's it's it reminds me of the time a friend of mine was telling me who who remastered Sergeant Pepper, you know, and he's like, I was holding the master tape of Sergeant Pepper, <laughs> like you right. know, it's like yeah, this, I mean, it, it's, it, it's, and it just only gets opened every twenty years or whatever, you know, sure. yeah. So it's a similar kind of thing. It's so cool. And 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 he was such a sweetheart, just so kind. And and Hugh, I thank you so much again for for taking the time. It was it was it was really inspiring and and and. Uh, it was just amazing to see and to talk to him about about 
some of the projects that they've covered. And we talked about their transition from film to digital and, and how that happened and why it happened and, and, you know, what project they can still, you know, they were, he and his, his boss were talking about the first project that they shot for the Smithsonian on digital uh, when they made the transition. And it was just, it was so fascinating on so many different levels. And, and I, I would love the chance to, and we talked about this, I would love the chance to, to go back and, and talk to some of the people that work there and, and hear their stories, sort, sort of get the, get the stories of the archivists, you know, sure. before they're gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that would be really fascinating. I'd like to publicly say that, Hugh, I expect a similar kind of tour next time I come down to DC. <laughs> go ahead. Don't, don't do it, Hugh. Don't do it. <laughs> Make him sing for his supper. Uh, so, it, you know, it just – it was really inspiring and, and to, to hear how, in, how inspired and how, how pumped after 25 years these guys still get with these objects is, is really cool. That it's not just, oh, yeah, give me another thing to shoot well, and another I think thing that to clean up. And- there's a certain um, – especially with the Smithsonian, but I think a lot of sort of museum situations in general, there is a reverence – that these people have almost like a priesthood where sure. they understand that they are in this position. Now there was somebody in this position before them. There will be somebody in this position after them. And my job is to make sure that the things that were there when I got here are still here when I left, when I sure. leave, you know, sure. Like it's, it's a conservatory kind of situation. Sure. You know? You're stewards of these objects. Exactly. And, yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. I, and I think I agree with you. There's something like lovely about, um, just the idea that 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 they're st- there's they still think it's beautiful twenty you know forty years later it's like being married mm-hmm. to somebody for forty years and still looking at them with googly eyes you know yeah uh, it, it was just yeah. it was great it was yeah. great to listen to and 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 so uh, again thank you thank you thank you Hugh I, I I really appreciate your time and and just your energy around that it was it was really good um yeah so good stuff good trip cool town yeah yeah yeah, yeah. saw a lot of good stuff had a lot of good food. Um, mm, good food. Yeah, I found this falafel place that was just—I I wanted to pass out. It was so good. Don't pass out. Oh, so good. It's nice getting out of Rajakukamanga, huh? <laughs> <laughs> wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like civilization. All right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Except for the flight back, where I had like like the 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 little the little kid screaming and and yelling two seats over yeah. there's this little yippy dog that someone had brought on in one of those little carriers that would not shut up for the yeah. entire flight. What about the guy and who then, brought a sandwich on? Other guy brought, brought a pastrami sandwich. Yeah. Uh, and then there was another little kid behind me that j- just kept screaming. No, the entire trip, like <sighs> for six hours. No, no, I want to get off the plane. No, no, no. Yeah. Oh, let oh, him off. Yeah. Hey, yeah, let him yeah. off. Open the door. <laughs> let him off. <laughs> You know, I so last uh, last week. By the way, little little quick little update. I went uh, to the doctor last week after our show. Did you about, break your finger? Uh, no, but okay. he 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 says I. It's very very unlikely that I broke my finger. He wants me to go get a X ray anyway, which I still need to do. I I just was so busy I didn't have time to go do it last week. Um, it's going to be healed by the time you get around to it. Well, that's the thing. He's he's like it's probably just sprain. Just take lots of you know take <clears throat> naproxen or leave and you know. And, and it'll 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 heal in time. Anyway, just update with that. So I'm at last Wednesday 
lots of uh, uh, I went to see uh, the Paul Taylor dance people at Lincoln Center a few times because they're there for three weeks. They finished up on Sunday. So Conrad and I and some other people went uh, a few different days. And so we were last Wednesday. We're, we're there at night sitting next to, to Conrad on the other side of me is this older man and he had opera glasses, right? <clears throat> so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was like, you know, do you carry those, you know, do you always have those with you? And he's like, yeah, you know, I was just making conversation before the show started. And, uh, and, and he says that he comes to dance all the time, whatever it is. So we got to talking and he was telling a story that he had heard, and this is maybe apocryphal, but I just thought it was interesting in our context where, uh, Jerome Robbins, who, uh, choreographed West side story and a bunch of other stuff. Right. Uh, was working on some piece, uh, choreographing some piece and he, it it wasn't working out right. Like it just wasn't gelling. Mm -hmm. And so he called Paul Taylor and said, Hey, could you come over here and take a look at this? So Taylor comes over, watches whatever the guy was doing. And, uh, and, and Jerome Robbins was like, I don't know what to do. I need to do. Should I change this? Should I change that? You know, like, what do I need to like, what, what's missing? What am I doing? And apparently Taylor looked at him and said, Jerry, just finish it and then make another one. You know, nice. and I, nice. I just love that idea that it's just like, you know what? It's not all of them are going to be perfect. Right. Just ship. Yeah. Just ship yeah. it and then move on and make another one, you know, because yeah. it's all right. You know, um, I just like that. It's just like, what is wrong with it? It's like, I, who knows what's wrong with it? Just finish it and do another one and you'll figure it out by by iterative process. You know, right. Um, right. It was just really good. And it kind of gets us into you put this article in here. Who said, did somebody send this in or did you just bump into this? No, nope, I just, uh, I just bumped into it and, and I thought it was, I thought it was really great because it's, it's, uh, it gets to why I, or how I, how I approach things. Yeah. Uh, so what is this guy's name? This is a site called the Zen photographer. Right. Um, and it's by uh, a guy named Jens Lennartson. Mm hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, so. He wrote this article. We'll put it in the show notes. Uh, he wrote this essay on his blog about how he just, he he basically he bought a Polaroid and he's using some um, uh, impossible project film to take some pictures. Right. And he likes it uh, somewhat because it costs him three dollars a shot or three euros a shot. Right. Right. And the, the article is titled "Why I Would Happily Spend Three Euros on Every Shot I Take." Right. Uh, and and I mean. And, and and how he thinks that this will make him a better photographer because he's thinking about each shot and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so what is it that – what is it that – from what angle do you want to start? Well, OK. Let, let me just – let's do the intro of it real quick. OK. Uh, imagine every photo you shoot will set you back about three euros. I mean every time you click the button, it will cost you. It may not strike you as a huge amount of money, but do a quick count. How many photos do you shoot every day with your phone or camera? And not only that, unless you keep out of direct sunlight, but make sure you have enough light and think about how you act and what you do for an hour after the picture is taken, it'll turn out like crap. Hell, most of the time, it will be like nothing you expected anyway. Okay, so that's kind of the setup. Right. I I will say, though, that it seems like this Impossible Project film Mm -hmm. is not nearly what the original, the old school Polaroid film was. I have reached out to Impossible to send me, to ask them to send me uh, a pack of their color and a pack of their new black and white. Yeah. Uh, you have a camera to, to put to try in? It. Yeah, I do. Okay. Um, but I got to tell you, I would love one of these SX-70s. Oh, sure. Well, I'll go buy one on eBay. Just, yeah, as an object. Uh, I, I, I um, <clears throat> all right. So 
couple of things. Can I just say a couple of things before we start? Sure. Um, there, <laughs> sure. There is there is a part of this. You wrote you wrote in the show notes. You said democratization of photography versus uh, uh, demonetization. Right. Okay. Okay. So those, those, yeah, those are two different things. Go ahead and say what you have to say, and I'll I'll, I'll, I'll if, I, I, if you don't touch on it, I'll touch on okay. why I wrote. I I I I think all the stuff we're about to say is interesting. I would just like to preface and say there is a little bit of an elitist tinge to this. Because this guy can afford to spend three dollars on every picture he takes, right? This, in some okay. ways, this is you know, if you want to do real photography, not have the camera work for you, you have to have enough money to be able to do it. Um, you know what I'm saying? That's that's one take. Yeah, but it's uh, another take is is akin to you spending twelve dollars a slice on Polaroid fifty five. Yes, no, you, absolutely. You're not going to shoot it on everything. Right. I under, I understand his point, but there was also sort of a, you know what, if you want to be a real photographer, you're going to have to spend money to do it, which I don't know that that's necessarily true. I think that's sort of a, a, a false argument. But, but, um, but, okay, but, that's, I think that let's, 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 let's table we can that. table that because I, 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 I just want to put that out there as we start. But yeah. So he went around, he went somewhere uh, in, in Germany and he bought, went to Berlin. Berlin. Uh, you know, bought a camera, bought some film and shot and just spent a lot of time worrying about each shot, you know, uh, thinking about whether, whether it was worth it, you know? Um, and, 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 you know, he said that he started to care about every photo he was about to take because he knew it was going to cost him. I mean, this is the conversation we've had a number of times about shooting any kind of film, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, you know, when, when you, when you were, okay, when we were in, Philadelphia and I brought my M4 down and you were walking around with it. Mm-hmm. Were you thinking about the shots like that? Yes. Yeah. But I, I, I mean, okay, you think about is, it that way anyway. Yeah. And not to sound like I'm some amazing photographer because I'm not, but I try to think about every shot. I mean, the, all the stuff that I posted to Instagram, for example, from my DC trip, there's only one of those shots. There's only one angle yep. iteration I didn't work this. I worked the subject sort of mentally and walked around and looked around, but the shot that I took, that was it. There's only one. And that's the same way that I, that I approach whether I'm using my phone or with my X pro, I typically don't do multiples. Right. Yep. I totally understand that. Okay. Uh, and, and, and I tend to agree with that, but does, doesn't that show that it really isn't about him shooting Polaroid. It's about being mindful of what you're doing. Yes, because you, but could, to, you could to, do that with your iPhone too, which you you were could. Doing. But to give him the benefit of the doubt, sure. maybe this is the vehicle that he needed, yeah. to get him into thinking about each photo as its own sort of yeah. object, or or yeah. thinking about it with purpose or intent, or or, or the things that we do talk about. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he needed this step to get him there. Yeah, yeah. And if that's the case. Good on you. Yeah, you know, I'm not want, fault I, you for that. I guess the question is: it, Does it, does he take this mindset back to his digital work, or is this something that he sees as I can only do this when it actually is costing me three bucks? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, um, it's it's interesting when when I'm shooting for for me, as in like when I'm traveling or or that kind of stuff. I tend to, you know. Uh, not famously, but it, as I've mentioned on the show, when I go on trips, like I may come back with a couple hundred pictures, you know, 250 pictures from a week's trip right. where a lot of photographers will do 250 pictures a day, you know, right. on a, on a, on a trip. Um, yeah. It's like, I, I just don't, 
it, 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 for me, it's like if, if I see a picture, I'm going to spend the time and I'm going to take the picture and then I'm going to move on. I'm not going to take it 12 different ways of it and all the rest of it, like like you were saying. Right. Um, it's it's I. He says down here, he said uh, he quotes, he gives the, the classic quote about the thousands of monkeys, thousands of typewriters, Shakespeare thing. Sure. And he says, you know, don't be a monkey, you know. Uh, every shot that I, every shot in that first pack of film I shot turned out crap. Too yellow, overexposed, underexposed, too blue, out of focus, etc. And it was an amazing feeling. Now, the 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 part of this though that's kind of interesting is that it could be that a lot of the stuff that turned out like crap wasn't because of decisions he made. It was because of deficiencies in the film too. You know, maybe. You know, so it's 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 almost as if. Um, has anybody made a a a an app or a, 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 a something in the computer that will take a digital file and mutate it and save it without you being able to say whether you like it or not? Uh, I don't know. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't you, know. That would be an interesting test because then you could have a you could have an app for the phone that would basically do that, but not save the original. You know what I mean? So what you're and, getting and is sort of. Do you have any? Do you have any say? I mean, do you have overexposed, cloudy day, sunny day, humid day, hot day, cold well, day? Well, maybe you have the same amount of control that you have on uh, 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 Polaroid, which is you know exposure compensation and mm-hmm. and flash. I think maybe is you, you get to choose. You know, and and then and then it becomes a matter of within this range, this this film, quote unquote, is going to do what it's going to do to the picture that I just took. And I'm gonna I'm gonna live with what happens because I'm in it for the experimental variability. Right. Um, there is okay. One of the reasons I like the uh, I use Hipstamatic for some some things, and yeah. I use their their wet plate pack. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and and there is something in that where when you take a photograph with that lens and film combination. You know, you're going to get different borders from photo to photo. You get different types of exposure. If you took the same photo three times, it would you're be going slightly to get different each time. Slightly different, yeah. So there, there is this sort of random iteration within the processing. I, what what I find fascinating about this a little bit is that back in the back in the actual film days, serious photographers like professionals who had to do this for a living would try so desperately in any way they could to remove that variability from their work. You know, mm-hmm. they'd buy a year and a half's worth of film because they all knew it was from the same batch and they could do tests on that first few rolls and figure out how that batch reacted differently than the next one. So, you know what I mean? So they knew how it would react. Right. It's funny that we now look at film as if, oh, the variability was what made it great when the people who were using it at the time were often frustrated by the variability and tried to wring it out at any possible place. Well, you know. interestingly, can we go back for a sure. second? Yep, keep going. Uh, so... Going back to to my visit with Hugh, yep. I was talking to to Hugh and his and his boss about uh, that we were talking about the transition from from film to digital, and and I asked about was there any sort of post processing that went on when they were using film, yep. and and basically it was no, you had to get it right in camera, you turned it over, they 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 developed it, yeah, but that the way that it was shot, that was typically the way it went in, yeah. 
So we have to use lights with the right colors and everything. So right, the right and filters and yeah. There's a different look between Ektachrome X and Ektachrome Y or yep. Kodachrome or you know all these things that became your post processing was the the type of stock that yeah. you used and the Just, type of light that you used. Right. And the post processing were the decisions you made beforehand on what equipment you used and whatnot. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Which, which I found fascinating. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It's and, like and turning now, the whole thing to, around. Yeah, and to a large degree, you know there's an entire, you know, sort of subset of post-processing that all they're trying to do is emulate film stock. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's fat. All that stuff is like really fascinating. The, <clears throat> the inter, the interplay between, um, past reality and nostalgia and modern day capabilities and how sure. those, you know, uh, when, when you watch that, uh, documentary on, um, uh, Pete Souza, you know, the white house photographer one that was mm-hmm, on mm-hmm. national geographic channel or whatever, um, you know, they, they have to keep every single frame that Pete shoots is numbered and cataloged and put away. Even if it was with the lens cap on or the flash didn't go off or wow. whatever. And the only thing they can do is I think exposure, basically, and maybe white balance. Like, they can't do anything to the photo. Like, the photos are what they are when they come out of it because they've made some sort of decision about this is a historically accurate version of what was in front of the lens at the time. You know what I mean? Like, they ended up coming up with these rules in order to uh, to, 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 to lock it down, as it were. Um, right. Which I just found really interesting, you know? And it's it's just... So, reading this guy's thing, it's like, I, I understand all the things that he's saying, and I agree with all the sentiments that this guy's saying in the sense that, you know, take more time. Imagine if it really did cost you th- three euros to do it, you know, and, and all the rest of it. I don't know that the answer is to use tools that, that you know... For me, I look, I, I play with Polaroids sometimes, usually large format Polaroid stuff, but... I certainly wouldn't want that to be my only thing. And I don't, I don't find the variability of it exciting. I find it frustrating as a photographer. Which, uh, sure. Which might I might say more that. about me than it does about, you know, the, the film, but it's just, in, it's interesting. <laughs> you know, uh, that, that there, guy's... there is a photographer in the UK that I'm going to be hopefully talking to when she gets back. Uh, she's currently on Pitcairn Island. And she's doing a, a, a portrait project of the residents of Pitcairn Island. And for those of you who don't know Pitcairn Island, uh, if you've ever seen or heard of uh, uh, the Bounty, the, the, the ship, the Bounty, yep. uh, it was mutinied led by Fletcher Christian. And they, Pitcairn Island was the island that they settled on when they burned the ship in the harbor. So the descendants of Fletcher Christian and the and his crew and and the uh, the, the 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 wives that they took from Fiji. I'm looking it up now, but yeah, I think this Fiji. Is, this is South Pacific, right? That's what we're talking yeah, about. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, they they still live there, and the island has a population of a uh, full time population of less than fifty people. And Rhiannon, her name is Rhiannon Adam. Uh, she's on kind of a self funded expedition there to do. Portraits and and the bulk of the work that she's doing is Polaroid. Yeah. Uh, there there is you know other stuff happening, but the bulk of it is is Polaroid. And I I found that really fascinating. I reached out to her and said, "Hey, I'd love to talk to you about this." When yeah. you know either before or after, and we we couldn't get the dates and and times figured out before. So I'm hoping to talk to her afterwards. Um, but maybe we can put a link here. I'll send you the link to. I guess you know this. Yeah, we'll put a link in the show notes. I there there is a certain interest in. 
different kinds of photographers either either wanting the control or wanting to give wanting control or wanting to give up some control right mm-hmm. um it's there's definitely a continuum there you know there sure. there there are photographers who want to be surprised and there are photographers who want what they're asking for and 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 everything in between uh it's interesting you got a oh a video yeah, this I is will, a video for her project. I will, I will put a link in the show notes. Yeah, it's it's fascinating. Uh, it's the project is called Big Fence, and we'll put a link in the show notes. Okay. Uh, yeah, we have to check that out. Uh, you know, it's interesting if you get uh, the the stuff from um, from the from the Impossible Project people. Let me know. The, yeah. the, that guy Dave Bias, who I shot for three hundred sixty five portraits, worked for them in their New York office for a while, and now he's doing something else. I, I, uh, so they, I they make that. one stock it's black and white but it, it's got a black the 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 surround is black instead of white <laughs> yeah yeah and it's really neat looking super hipster film well come one. on now <laughs> come on uh, what's, what's your comment here why you gotta hate i just want to try it no, I no, 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 I, I, I agree. I'm just saying that like that that's definitely not a photographic choice and more of like a style choice like the black border? Why you got to say it like that? Style <laughs> choice. Skew Hater. Feed. Hater. <laughs> <laughs> Real photographer costs money? Uh, well, yeah. That's, we, you said something about that, of, of being a real photographer costs money because you have to think about the, the – but don't real photographers, quote, unquote, make that assertion a lot? Whether it's the type of gear, you've got to use full frame. Full, if you're not shooting full frame, you're an amateur. Yeah, well, I guess the 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 part about it, the overtone that it felt to me reading that is that it was uh, uh, an elitist exclusionary thing for mm-hmm. rich people. That's what it felt. Well, like. okay. So here's yeah. the thing: you you don't have to use full frame. In fact, I was at the the Natural History Museum yep. and they had the uh, the Nat what was it the Nat Geo. It was like the Nature Photographer of the Year exhibit. Is okay. that what it's called? Something like that. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Searching. Ding, 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 ding. Searching, searching. I don't need no box full of cat crap to tell me. Uh, anyway, so the, the the long and short of it was was here's this this display of photographs. Right. Um, micro four thirds or something. No, a lot of them were crop sensors. Okay, there sure. were there was a lot of things shot, well, especially with a 7D. for well for nature photographers. They a lot of times they do that on purpose because they want the longer lenses. This was the nature's best photography exhibit at the Natural History Museum. So a lot of seven D, right, a right. lot of uh, of of there were some D seven thousands. There were yeah, yeah, and and this stuff and these pictures were giant. They were yeah. five feet on a side. Yep. You know? Yeah. Uh, with, and they look great. With, they looked fantastic. Yeah. They looked fantastic. It's amazing what you can do with, like, not all that much nowadays. Yeah. Youth Photographer of the Year uh, shot on a D7000 with a 200 to 400 yeah. F4. But a lot of those people shoot the cropped cameras <clears throat> on purpose, like, so, because they, wanna, they want the extra, you know, 50% of the lens length. 15 years old, this girl was. I know. Oh, this picture of the porcupine? Yeah. Jenea Lownstein. Yeah. From Pincher Creek, Alberta, Canada. Yeah, Jenea. Who does uh, she think she is? Beautiful <laughs> photograph. Yeah. What yeah. is that? It's not a porcupine. What is that? 
isn't it? I don't know what it is. It is, well, here, let me see. It is, yeah, it's a North American porcupine. Yeah. Oh, it is? Okay. doesn't look like a porcupine to me. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, I, it's, it's, not, it's not about like, it, real photographer costs money. Look, as we all know, there are plenty of amazing photographers who shoot with a Holga or with their phone or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but it's it's um i'm not saying that at all i feel i feel like i feel like there's a certain level of in that article that like if you want to be a real photographer you have to be able to you know buy the buy whatever the the cool thing is now which is currently impossible project film and, and all the rest of it you know hmm. which i don't See, think I is true at all i didn't get that okay because okay. like i don't i don't think that your average kid who you know, maybe has a smartphone that his parents bought him for Christmas because, you know, his parents like saved up all year to buy him some like low end Samsung smartphone because that's what they could afford. And is taking great photos should feel like, oh, I can't afford to spend three dollars a shot. So I guess I can't be, you know what I mean? I guess I'm going to yeah. have to look at life differently. You know, I'll um, tell you what I have seen a lot of on the streets. What? Uh, and I don't I'm assuming they're tourists. I don't know, but I'm assuming there were a lot of Leicas. Really? Yep. I've noticed a lot of a lot Portland of, as well. I saw a lot of people walking around with with Leicas in Portland. Film ones or mm-hmm, digital mm-hmm, mm-hmm. film ones, yeah. Well, because you can get them fairly cheap now. Uh, really? Easy. Well, I mean, I think mine was eleven hundred bucks. You know, which in the grand scheme of things isn't that much. Um, probably. I wonder if they're getting less expensive or more expensive as they stopped making the film ones. Really? I wonder if they still make the MP. That's a good question. I'll have to look that up. Um, you know, I was, I was thinking the other day, this is like a thought that I was having. Wow. I know. How'd that feel? It was (laughs) painful. Um, (laughs) about how I was watching that video that, that, that again comes up again, the friend of the show, Gary O sent over of the two girls getting like teenage girls getting on a bus to go into San Francisco and walk around with their cameras. Was it? Yeah. That was a link in the show notes. Yeah. Uh, you uh, did put it in or you did not? I, 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 I will put it in the show notes. Um, now this was, this was a music video for a song, but, 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 it, but more to the point, it was, it was amazing to show what it's like, what it felt like, at least for Gary. And I agree. And I think you probably agree as well. Um, to, to, you know, go into the quote unquote big city when you, when, when you're, when you're a kid, when you're in like later high school or college or whatever it is going someplace you hadn't been with a friend and sort of exploring before smartphones and the internet and all the rest of it. Right. Uh, walking around being goofy, taking pictures. Mm -hmm. And in the video, this teenage girl is shooting with some old, uh, I think it's a Canon AE one is what we decided. Right. It it was a Canon AE one because that's, that's what Gary had. It it kind of resonated with him. It resonates with me as well. Cause that was my father's camera that I have from my father. So like, I, I totally understand that. And what was interesting to me is that these two teenage girls were walking around taking pictures, laughing and stuff. When all I could think while I was watching it was two teenage girls nowadays walking around, they'd have their phones in their hands not those cameras most likely, or at least their phones would be out all the time. They'd be Instagramming those pictures. They'd be sending them to friends. I'm not saying all kids, but I'm just saying the average teenager nowadays. Mm -hmm. Um, And it kind of got me thinking about the fact that photography used to be uh, not, not a solitary kind of thing, but more of a individual pursuit than a communal thing that it has become for a lot of people. Uh, 
And I'm just wondering, you know, photo walks or even our Google Plus group, everyone's sharing photos all the time and that kind of stuff. I mean, people didn't, it was much more difficult to do that 30 years ago. Uh, or Instagram or Snapchat, or I'm going to send this picture to 26 of my friends of whatever it is that's in front of my face right now. I think to the degree that it is now, yes, but but photography is many think, things to many people. Well, I think it, it, it always has been for the people. It always has been for the masses. I mean, look when the brownie came out. No, I'm not that saying was everywhere. I, I'm not saying, no, I'm not saying that like everyone can't be doing it. I'm saying that once everyone does it, everyone's sharing it with a thousand people around them all the time, you know, mm-hmm. as opposed to you and I say walking around D.C., like, let's say I was down there this week and you and I walking around D.C. and like, oh, I'm taking pictures with my I'm going to take a f- couple of pictures of you with my film camera and maybe we'll go get them developed during dinner and we'll get them later and we'll flip through the pictures and we'll really like them. And then we'll keep a couple of them and it'll be it, it, it was about you and me walking around the city that day, mm-hmm. not you and me walking around the city that day. How many likes and hashtags am I going to put on this and show it to how many people it was? It wasn't about this 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 communal thing it was about me having experience with myself or the people immediately around me you know and i'm not saying yeah. that one is better than the other i'm just saying that it's amazing to me how things have changed and it's not digital that's done it. it's more the internet that's done it. it's more phones and that kind of stuff that has done it because then you have that thing in your pocket um, right but it's 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 it it made me yearn a little bit for the days when it was simpler in in the but, sen- it, but it can be simpler. It is a choice. You yes. Know, you, yeah. You, you you in fact you you even said something to me when I when I commented about you posting on Instagram. You you said something to the effect. I'm paraphrasing, but you said yeah. something to the effect of, "Well, I you know I always see things that way." Yeah. Yeah. This yeah. is I, I do this I do this a lot, and it's yeah. like, well, yeah, but we you didn't see never it. Never right, saw it. Right. And it's funny because this last week I've put less stuff on Instagram because there's a few things that I shot that I was like. Yeah, I don't need to share that. Mm-hmm. You know, that was for me. And I guess I'm wondering, are we oversharing? You know, like, is, is there something to saving something for yourself just for yourself? You know, where, where it's not a communal experience. It's an experience that you had. And that's okay. That, that it doesn't require some sort of added element or spice from the world at large. You know? Right. Um, it's like, so when I say that I yearn for, it's not like I yearn for the simple old days of the fifties when women cooked and men, like, I'm not talking about that kind of crap. I'm just saying that like where, where it was about me having experience in this world. And it wasn't about how the world will react to my experience. It was the way I reacted to my experience, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think there's, I don't know, there's something to that. Um, you know, I, it's like, uh, I, I haven't been on too many photo walks, right? Like I, I think the first photo walk I ever went on was with you and Iberian X and Nikki and, and who else was there? Uh, uh, Patrick, I think Patrick was there. Uh, um, a couple other people. Tammy was there. Tammy was there. Right. Okay. So that was the first sort of official sort, not official, but you know, like serious photo walk that I'd ever gone on with a bunch of other right. photographers. Right. And I had a great time, met all those people, you know, they're friends of mine, but, but I don't, I, before I did that, I never, I didn't, I wouldn't seek out communal photographic things like that. You know what I mean? They are a different beast. When we, when we first started, I mean, Fade and Blurred came out of photo walks. Yeah. 
uh, the, 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 the story in a nutshell, I was teaching Photoshop at uh, this photo school here in Southern California. And one of the other instructors who was teaching lighting, um, we decided that we were going to do the Scott Kelby Worldwide Photo Walk. Right. And, and so a bunch of our students, of, of which Tammy was one, uh, uh, that's, that's where we you know, knew her. You know, a bunch of people showed up. Long story short, and we did this photo walk in in Chinatown in L.A. Right. And the photo walks on on they were supposed to last two hours. Okay. So the, the the time limit comes and goes, and and our group, uh, I think there must have been I don't know maybe fifteen of us, twenty maybe. Yeah. Somewhere in there, they wanted to keep going, so we kept going, and for the better part of 10 hours we walked around downtown LA and shot right. and, you know, stopped for margaritas and shot again and stopped for food and shot again. Right. And, and at the end of it, we had such a great time, not only shooting, but just sharing stories about our shooting. Right. That people were or like, okay, stories in general, right? Yeah. And sharing stories yeah. in general. Uh, yeah. And people would, it was, it was fun to watch because people would pair up in twos or threes and have conversation and then they would split off and pair up with twos or threes of other people. And, and it was interesting to watch that change. And when it got to the end of, of the, the night, you know, when it was dark, uh, everybody's like, well, when are we going to do this again? And, and, uh, we said, well, you know, it's next year. And no, 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 no. We got to do it again. Let's do another one next month. Yep. So, Okay. So we said, we'll figure it out. And, uh, and that was kind of the genesis of Faded and Blurred was it began as this one page thing, just letting when people, the next our, thing would be. yeah, letting our students know when the next photo walk was. And we, we started doing these things every month and it got to the point, I think the biggest ones that we did, we had, you know, 120, 130 people in this photo walk walking around and we did cities all over Southern California. Um, and, and the social aspect of it, ironically, was, was the most attractive part because yeah. you end up getting these groups that all kind of have the same photographs, you know, yep. like, oh, that's interesting. It's like, you know, going on safari, yep. you know, uh, David Dusherman talks about this in, in one of the conversations I had with him where, you know, the first time you see a, a tiger or a lion or a leopard, all you hear is from, from the cameras clicking away because everybody wants that shot. Sure. Yeah. And, and it's that w- that became one of the downsides for me, at least, of photo walks is because everybody wants to stay ag- together in community when something interesting, when you happen upon something interesting, everybody wants to get their take on that something interesting. Yes. But yep. you end up with, you know, 30 or 40 or, you know, in the case of the big ones, you know, 80 points of view that are just slightly different. Exactly. You know, they're, they're this sort of kaleidoscope where everybody's got just a slightly different skew or angle or zoom level or focal length or whatever. Um, but I actually kind of got tired of that part of it, you know, yep. that, that and, and became more a fan of just the community of it. I guess that's the thing. I mean, in some, in some ways, it's, it's not about the photography. It's about, you know, hanging out with people who have a shared interest in the same way that you'd hang out with sports people and drink beers and just talk. Sure. Um, and and that part of it I totally understand. Uh, but the sharing I, experiences, kind of. Yeah, thing. sure. Yeah. You know, like, and I I have a good time when when OTP people meet up and we go for walks and talk and all that kind of stuff. But right. it's not about the photographs that we're taking while we're doing that. It's more about just having interactions with people around me. You know. Right. But I right. but I think that those are that's a very different thing 
taking taking the DC thing as an your DC trip as an example, you walking around for a few days alone, the pictures you chose to take and the experience you had is very different than if you were walking around with thirty people. Even if you had taken the same exact pictures and had those experiences, you know what I mean? Yes, yeah, very different, and and very and, different. And I feel like um, photography used to be a lot about used to be more about your side of it, your DC trip side of it. Mm-hmm. Where it was, oh, here was my experience and here are my few pictures from that. And less of the, hey, we're all in this together. Let's pool all our pictures and stare at each other's pictures all day long, you know, um, kind of thing, which which to me is mentally exhausting. You know? if I, yeah, if I were to do them again and I've thought about it. Yeah. And, and if I. Have you, you come know, up with I, a solution? Well, if I move to a city, let's say, for, exa- for example, if I lived in D.C. Right. What I think would be interesting is to do a meetup, almost like we do on the assignments, to do a meetup and everybody meets up at a given place and maybe there's a scavenger hunt. Yeah, you that, branch off in other directions and you meet back up later. Yeah, here are, here, yep. are, here are your 10 assignments, your 10 things that you have to find. Yep, yep. Everybody branch off and maybe you even, maybe you even restrict it to this block or this corridor or whatever. And then we're going to meet up in a couple hours and let's 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 either either post them online or or let's pass cameras around and see what each other got. Yeah, I that is interesting to me in a way that mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. other thing is less interesting from a photographic point of view. From a you know socializing with people point of view, I'm all for it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so it, it's just it's um so yeah it's it's so my thing that I said to you about Instagram is like yeah I saw all those things. It's like I I kind of like having things that are just for me. You know what I mean? Or or and that kind of gets to the slowing down thing too, is that, you know, if you were going into the city, maybe you'd bring a roller to a film, mm-hmm. but you wouldn't shoot 600 pictures in a day. You know, right. your average person going around, you'd go shoot a roll of film while you're walking around with your friend. So what, what, what is the itch for you? What is the itch that Instagram scratches? I mean, you've done this kind of as an experiment and it's been, yeah. what are, are we a month in? Yeah, yet? maybe a month in. Okay. Yeah. So let, let's say, let's say for the sake of the discussion, we're a month into this experiment. What are you getting out of it? And, and what are you not getting out of it? Um, I'm getting likes <laughs> out of it. Uh, and does that mean anything to you? And if so, what? Uh, if it means anything to me, it's a very sort of temporary, like, Ooh, look, 30 people like that picture. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't, I don't know that. I don't know that it doesn't add more clutter to my mind, you know? Mm-hmm. It doesn't simplify my mind. It clutters my mind. You know, and I think that's that's the case with a lot of social media stuff lately. And I don't know if that's me getting older or grumpier or whatever it is. It's like I love having the community of people that I that I interact with. But mm-hmm. at a certain point, I feel like I am reacting to the community rather than reacting to myself and sharing it with the community. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like the mm-hmm, community's mm-hmm. getting inside my head as it were. Uh, and, and maybe for some people that they really need that. But then again, I was never the kid who I couldn't stand team sports growing up. You know, I was not the joiner of clubs. I liked being, being, doing my own thing and going off and, 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 and figuring something out on my own or reading something or knowing something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, 
I was never, I was never a follower and I wasn't a leader. I was just, a, I'm just going to go over here and do my own thing. You know, uh, I, I, I get that. I mean, I, I'm using it more, I think as I was here. I'm okay. I, this, right. is, this is a, this is a record of, of something that, that I, whether or not ultimately you find for this, you or ultimately for the people you're sharing it with ultimately for me. Okay. Right. You know, th- this is, this is a, a record of something that I found interesting. Right. So the sharing it is just sort of a, Oh, if anybody else wants to happen to look, it's here for you. Yeah. I mean, I, I treat it the same way I treat my camera. I rarely look at it. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, rarely yeah. look at, I don't have notifications turned on. So if somebody, uh, you know, likes it or comments, I, I don't get notifications. Yeah. Either do I, I. It's, yeah. it's a, it's a, here's something. And maybe I could just put this stuff on my own site as well. I never really thought about that, but it just seems, it seems easier, especially with my phone. I can, I can, you know, one button Yeah. say, look, here's, here's what I saw. Yeah. And I found this interesting. I will tell you that if I, if there was a computer, uh, like a Mac client for Instagram, yeah, I would be more likely to use that. Cause sometimes I go out and I shoot with my real camera and I'll come back and I'll flip through and be like, Oh, I really like that picture. And if I could just say, bloop, send it up to Instagram, I would do that. Right. But Instead like having, having to, to stick like, it on Dropbox or right, email it right. to myself and open it up. And, you know, it's it, and I understand they're trying to keep it all sort of phone based, you know, and like lo fi and whatever. But it's, so I guess what I'm saying is, you, do you understand what I'm trying to get at? Right. That there's I feel I feel like in with with grabbing all the community stuff, I feel like I'm losing some of the magic of being by myself and taking pictures for myself. OK, so then to play devil's advocate. Sure. Why do you then not consider not using Instagram, not posting on Twitter, post to your website and that's it. Use, use Twitter to share to your website rather than, you know, because if, if yeah, I, yeah. if I follow you on, on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, yeah. often I am going to get three copies of the same picture. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Which, which drives me up a wall. Right. Well, unfortunately, there's three different what's it called on all three of them. But I usually what I do is I most of the time I either put something on my blog and then I have Squarespace automatically like send the link to Twitter, which automatically sends it to Facebook. Um, or I go from Instagram and I automatically share it to Facebook, too, which I guess I don't usually send it to Twitter. I'm usually just putting it in one place and pointing back to it. It's just that mm-hmm. I end up sticking the link. The, the link ends up on other places just because of the, you know, whatever. Um, I, it's, it, it's frustrating to me because I feel, I feel mm, peer pressured or socially uh, pressured into saying, if you're not sharing, you are irrelevant. Yeah, but in the grand scheme of things, you're irrelevant anyway. Yeah, I just mean from the point of view of being seen even as a photographer, you know, like professionally. If you're not on Instagram sharing stuff all the time, then you're going to seem like you're out of touch and therefore less people are going to see your work and less people are going to hire you. You know what I mean? I, I don't agree with that at all. That, that You think that that's not true? I think it's in your head. I think it gets back to the community getting inside your head. There, there are a ton of photographers that aren't actively posting on, I mean, Crudson, Stephen Shore. Sure. Yeah. 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 uh, You know, there are 
tons of great photographers. But who those seem are to be guys who are okay. very, very established already. Yeah, but but so what? I'm saying you that know, if you're may, not maybe, as established maybe, as them. But maybe it goes the other way, Bill. Maybe by not participating in all the noise, yeah. you set yourself apart. Yeah, could be. Yeah, but, but 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 I guess my point is that I wasn't on Instagram for a long time to 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 go back to that, and I felt you would say, "Why aren't you on Instagram?" Mm-hmm. You know. But I want you to think about why you are on oh, Instagram. Okay. Well, yeah. So now I'm on it, and I kind of go, "Yeah, it's kind of what I expected," <laughs> which okay. is that. So it's then okay, maybe it's, it's fine. a maybe it's a 90 day experiment, and it goes away. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. So, but it's just it's an interesting thing that there are there are there are things about experience. Like it's funny. I love taking pictures, but photography is not everything in my life, right? And okay, now back up a second, sure. because listeners, here's your assignment. There have been I don't even know how many episodes. Yeah where you have said the exact opposite of what you just said, where you have said photography is everything in my life. No, you just said, I love taking pictures just now, but there are countless episodes. Well, they're, they're not countless because we can count them. (laughs) There are countable Uh, amounts of episodes, countable episodes where you have said you don't like the, the process of taking pictures. In fact, it is, cumbersome and bothersome and, okay. and you don't like that part of it so I, now, I, now i don't like saying, taking i don't like taking pictures for the sake of just taking pictures i like photography but photography is not the end-all be-all of everything in my life right like i have relationships with people i need to eat food like i'm having other experiences that don't involve taking pictures um and i feel like those but even that feels like a little backpedaling to the, the, the statement, which have, have been very cut and dry, I don't like taking pictures. Right. Like, I don't carry a camera around. And that, well, no, this is okay. Okay. I will stand by my old statement in the sense that, yes, I am a photographer for a living, but I don't generally carry a camera around and want to take pictures as I'm walking around all day long. You know, I'm not that guy. I've never been that guy. Every time I try to be that guy, I'm just like, this is not me. This is, I'm not that guy. Um, so yeah, that's true. But I obviously I like taking pictures. That's what I do for a living. But but it's it's an interesting thing to me that 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 the Instagram thing makes me feel like I need to be taking more pictures. You have your phone in your hand. You're not doing anything right now. Or you saw that thing on the street. Why aren't you taking that and posting it to Instagram? It's like, well, you know what? Not everything in my life needs to go up on Instagram. You this know? is true. And and to. And I think that's true of a lot of people who maybe put too much stuff up on Instagram. You know what I mean? Like maybe the, maybe the photographic world would be better off if people edited in their heads a bit more. Maybe. You know, edited from the source. I, I can guarantee you that I – relative to what I've posted the last week, my Instagram output or contribution or activity will drop to nil now that I'm back home. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like because I, I don't find much around me in, in, you know, this area, I don't yeah. find much of that photo worthy. Now, maybe that's on me. Maybe I'm not looking hard enough. Yeah. Maybe yeah. I'm not looking close enough. Maybe, maybe this, th- these, these last trips to Portland and DC are, are reigniting my, uh, interest, excitement, passion, whatever word you'd like to use yeah. for making pictures. Yeah. And, but I, and I, 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 I hope that none of these things, whether it be the group or whether it be the phones or whatever it is, make people feel like they are, um, 
I don't know, like th- that they have to, that they're obligated to take pictures, you know? And I, I think that's part of what a lot of this stuff, it makes me, it, it makes me not like photography. That's what, that's mm. what, that's what carrying my phone around and taking lots of pictures and sharing them. It, it makes me like it less rather than like it more, you know, cause it feels, yeah, I, I love it. it. Feel, I love seeing what people feels, are doing. It feels like homework to me. It doesn't feel like fun. Ah, a lot of the time. okay. Okay. And that, that, that sure it does because you famously hate assignments. Yeah, well, I, you know, if somebody's paying me, I'll take an assignment. I don't, psh. Yeah, uh, well, but, but yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah. It's but like you I, don't, you, you, I'll take Bill my own wants pictures. to do what Bill wants to do sure. when and how Bill wants to do it. Uh, yeah, well, I don't, you know, I don't need a nanny, right? That's, that's sort of my own head. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so it's, it's, so it's, then why not, why not, why not, uh, why not put your money where your mouth is and dump it all? Uh, Instagram and Facebook and all of it. Yeah, well, uh, I mean, have you, have you ever gotten a job from Twitter? Probably not. Have you yeah. have you gotten a job yet from Instagram? Probably not. And in oh, fact, yeah. you you've 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 been fairly critical of the people that do get jobs from Twitter. Well, from I think that the people who get jobs on Instagram are not are generally like a sort of lifestyle kind of photographers and that kind of stuff, which is not really what I shoot. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe that's the experiment. Is okay for the next six months. Yeah. I'm going dark or I'm going to use, I'm going to use these and things. See what happens. Yeah. I'm going to use these yeah. things only for personal messages, keeping in touch with friends. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to use them to promote yeah. what I do for a living at all and uh, see how that goes. Yeah. I mean, it could I, be an interesting experiment with, with terrific results. I, I think, know. I think part of the problem with any of this stuff is that you, there's no real way to measure any sort of return on investment. You know, uh, not, yeah, yeah. It gets very, it gets pretty dicey. It's like, yeah. it's impossible. It's like, okay, so I put up, you know, a thousand things on Instagram this year and lots of people saw them and liked them, whatever it is. Did that lead to work? Well, I don't know. Maybe one of those people shared it to a friend of theirs and their friend, you know, sent it to somebody who saw something and then remembered me for this thing. And I never found out about it, but I got this job. You know what I mean? Like you, mm-hmm. you never know. And that's part of the problem and why it's so frustrating. You know, if you could measure it, <laughs> life would be a lot easier. You know? Right. Uh, anyway, just it's just it's all very interesting, and I f- I find like I am I need to fall in love with photography again on my own terms, and I find that a lot of the social media side of photography makes me not like photography. You know, then- sort of like it's like that newsroom thing where it's like you know what it's some sometimes it all just it just feels ugly. I don't need. You know, it's just, it just doesn't feel like me, you know? Okay. Um, so then based on that statement alone, yeah. what's keeping you from going dark? Uh, I, I mean, I probably won't post that much on Instagram. I don't know. I'll post everything. If some, if I really see something that I like, I'm going to put it on, but I'm not going to feel obligated to do it. You know? Yeah. I mean, if, if I felt that way about anything, if, if doing X yeah. made me, if, if, if using red paint yeah. made me hate painting, you wouldn't use red paint. I wouldn't. I wouldn't use red paint. Or yeah. if yeah. you know, if yeah. if Helvetica yeah. made me hate typography, yeah. I would never use Helvetica. It doesn't make me hate it, obviously, but it do, but it does make me kind of like go. You know what? This isn't this isn't why I do. This isn't why I like photography. You mm-hmm. know, I like photography for different reasons, and this isn't it. Um. So I don't know it's 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 just it's interesting, and I feel like. 
the individual thing versus the community thing is, is, is a tension that's maybe I'm lost in another generation and, and it just doesn't click with me or maybe I need to go deeper in to really understand it or whatever it is. But I don't know. It's just, it's a, it's a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we should probably talk about our sponsor today. Oh, is that it? Are we, are we wrapping on that one? Oh, you, you want, you have something else to say? I don't know. I just, I'm enjoying the conversation and yeah. it's, it's, I, I mean, do you feel like, do you find it satisfying to share stuff all the time? Yes. But, but again, I'm not looking to get anything out of it. Right. But if you took those pictures and no one liked it and, and only like a handful of people followed you, would you still I think, just I keep think only a them? hand? Yeah. I think only a handful full of people follow me anyway. Okay. Yeah. But you, but you would still post them anyway. Sure. Because yeah. again, this is the, 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 take the, the, the shot from the top of the monument, for example, the Washington yeah. monument. I don't care if anybody looks at it. I don't care if anybody likes it. I don't care if anybody comments on it. That was for me to be able to say publicly, I did this. Yeah. To what end? Just so it's there. Okay. Just so it's there. Just, just so I, 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 can, I can show, I can illustrate it. Maybe I can put it on my site. Maybe I will. Yeah. But it was the, the immediacy was I can share to the world, I kicked this fear's ass. Okay. You know, for, for, for this time on this day, you know, I sort of, I took charge of this. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I don't even, what do I have? 50 followers? A hundred? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. So it, it, it's, it's not so that, so that I can, you know, I don't know. It just, it's just, it's, I, look, I it's, guess, it's what I guess we that, all want. What, this okay, is what no, no, we're no, okay. doing here. So what is it that we all want? Give me, we give all me. want to be noticed. We all want ah, to, okay, okay, we, we all is. want to, to, to uh, be acknowledged for being here, for right. being you know, right. And whether that's, whether that's via, via someone liking your photograph or someone telling you they love you or someone holding your hand or, and I, and I, that's exactly, okay. I totally agree with that. And I think that, I think that things like all these social media things that we always talk about and all the rest of it are feeding on that craving thing, never really feeding it but we feel like we can't walk away because it would be like, well, I didn't give that chance a person, uh, give that person a chance to hug me, you know. But if mm-hmm. I stay on here, maybe I'll get a hug. Like it's that that it's that it's a psychological trap. Is is what I'm what I'm saying, you know. But but that that never actually satiates the hunger that that you just so eloquently put together. You know, mm. it, it'll it'll never be enough. You'll never get enough likes, enough hit, you know hits. You'll never put up enough pictures. It'll never end. It's an endless like cycle of you know round and round and round. Where in the end, what do you have? I, I guess I feel like people liked my work. Well, you know, maybe, but I didn't get as many likes as the other guy, so they must have liked him better. You know what I mean? It's like it's just weird. It's just strange. It's I feel like it's a, a, a big thing that's being pulled over everybody's eyes like a like a like a big trick on everybody like we're all being conned somehow and who makes Maybe, the money facebook but, makes a lot of money off it like what like i don't understand if, i don't know if you if you think of it as work i don't think of it as work 
I just think of it as, as this is a record of my experience okay. on planet earth. Well, these then, are the things that Jeffrey thought was interesting enough to, to record. Okay. Well then you, then you have a, uh, a much less cynical view of it than I do, which is, which is fine. I spent a lot of years being a cynic and it didn't get me very far. Uh, uh, I, I'm not saying that, that your view is wrong. I'm just, I, my feeling is that you're kidding yourself. If you think that that's really what's, what's happening. That's how it feels to me. It's just like, yeah, okay. You may think that that's what's okay, going but, on and okay, maybe that okay. is what's going on for you, but it's also sort of, uh, it's a slightly hippy dippy response. If, if you know what I mean? And I'm, I, I'm not trying I to do attack you. you. I'm just, I'm just saying it's like, okay, yeah, well, that's true of everything then. I guess then, you, you know, you could, then the, I guess you could look at the world in this way all the time about everything. And maybe that's the right way to go about it. But, but this stuff, I don't know. I, I don't know that I've actually gained anything other than friends from. But isn't that something? Yes. I mean, look, look yeah. how many people on the group have, have have gotten together with one another or yeah, I because think, of, because of right, these hugs as, right. as, as you've called them ha, have been encouraged to, to shoot more or but, to post more. How many right. first time posters have gotten yep. great feedback and gone. Wow. And I, I think our, our group, the group for on taking pictures on Google plus is a, 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 an exception that proves the rule. I think, I think that ours is, is our group is very special and the people on it are very special in that way because they are taking it as, yeah, we're taking pictures, but we're also actually supporting each other in real ways, like mm-hmm. making substantive, substantive comments, meeting up with each other, becoming friends, meeting up with each other when they go to different cities. All of that part I think is fantastic. Mm. Um, but I, th- but I think that a lot of the other stuff, a lot of the sort of Twitter, Instagram stuff is much more at a distance than that, you know? Well, um, I, I think it's, it, and, and, and those are much larger groups too. Like our group. Yeah. We have 1400 people in it, but the people that like are really into the couple hundred people who are like the real core mm-hmm. of our group, they, 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 it, it's like, it's, it's sort of a self-sustaining little, uh, uh, huddle there, you know? Sure. Which but I it's think not is social media's fault. I mean, no, I'm sure there, there are fault. groups in, there are groups on Flickr and on Twitter and on yep, Facebook yep, that, yep. that are just as supportive. Yes, there, there it's, are. It's, it's a decision. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, I don't know. It's just, it's, 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 so maybe that's the thing. Maybe it's, maybe it's about me having to, I don't know, hashtag things better so that I get better comments or feedback or, you know what I mean? But again, it's, it's, it's not, it's not, it's the fact that you're looking for feedback or comments. Uh, okay. Otherwise, when you when you take the expectation out of it, then then you can't be disappointed by the results. Okay, so so why do I bother putting stuff on? Why do I bother even linking back to my blog? Why not just put stuff on my blog? And if people see it, they see it. If they don't, they don't. That's a great point. Yeah. Why not? Well, because you want people to see it, right? And but, but you can't, have, know it, it's you can't there. have it both ways. You, you, you can't, you can't say, well, I want people to see it, but then I'm going to chastise the people if they don't, uh, uh, if they don't see it. Right. Or if they right, don't right. like it or if they don't, yeah. if they don't No, I, you know. I, all, all I'm saying is that like we share it and, and, and we say these things cause we want some sort of reaction, I guess. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you know, you might as well just not share it at all, which is, which is kind of where I come back 
out to finally, which is, you know what? There's things I share and there's things I don't share because my whole life doesn't, my whole photographic life doesn't need to be in public, you know? Fair enough. Um, Fair enough. And I, and I think that maybe, you know, I don't think that, I don't think that social media on the whole has made the world a happier place. You know, uh, well, you, I mean, you could make the same argument about technology in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are sure. we happier? Are we it's more certain, productive? Certainly not the panacea, but but the, but technology in general is not trying to you know bring people together. But I don't think social media, like sometimes it brought people together. Sure, you know, but I but you know most of the time I look at Facebook, I'm like, why am I looking at this again? Cat videos, you know. Uh, uh, it's just interesting. Like you know, was my life really that much worse without this? No, probably not. You know, I don't know. It's just, it's just, it's just interesting in the way we go. I'm going to start taking $3 Polaroids, Jeffrey. That'll make me happy. (laughs) Uh, all right. The, um, what was I going to say? I don't know. I don't know. Something cranky. I'm not not trying to be cranky. I'm honestly just having a discussion. It's like, I I just, I I just look at it and kind of go, Hmm. You know, but, but again, you, but you're, 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 your actions run contrary to that. So if that's the way you feel, then pull the plug and don't look back, but yeah. but don't, don't complain about it and keep participating because then you're just part of the problem. Well, I'm complaining about it in the sense that you and I are having a discussion from a bunch of people. I'm just talking about the things that are going through my head, you know, mm-hmm. which is sort mm-hmm. of like, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know that it, that, 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 that this experience is adding to my life, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, Especially in the way that everyone seems to think that it does for other people. And hey, for other people, good for them. You know, everyone's got their thing. Uh, sure. Uh, it's just, uh, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, it's good. Why, why are you laughing? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I just sometimes think funny things. I don't know. Uh, hey, so uh, should we talk about Linda? I was actually who? watching Linda videos Wait, the other day. Linda.com. Oh, right, right. Yeah. That was good. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Took you a minute. You're like, don't leave me hanging here, Wadman. <laughs> Dead air. No bueno. <laughs> hey, this episode is brought to you by Linda.com, the Linda. online learning. I got nothing. Sorry. You didn't do the dot com? Dot com. <laughs> the online learning platform for over 3,000 on demand video courses to help you strengthen your business, technology, creative skills for a t- free 10 day trial. Uh, visit lynda.com slash OTP. That's L Y N D A dot com slash OTP. Wait, which one were you watching? Well, I'll get to that. So oh, okay. lynda.com right. is for it's problem solvers, wait. for the curious, for people who want to make things happen. Maybe you want to master Excel, uh, learn negotiation tactics, build a website, boost your Photoshop skills. Go to lynda.com and feed your curious mind. Feed it, Jeffrey. Feed it. Feed it. I, you know, so I, I was on lynda.com the other day and, right. and, and I'm going to be a little, I'm going to be a little off the thing because I, I watched two things, one photographically based and one non-photographically based. So I was watching color correction in Lightroom, yep. which was really actually really interesting because uh, not not a whole, like, you know, completely unknown stuff to me. But like there were certain tools and ways that he was using things in Lightroom that I went, oh, I never thought to use it that way. Or, oh, look at that. You know, the histogram gives X amount of information that allows me to do this. Like, oh, look at that. You can, sl-, you know, just different ways of color correction that I hadn't thought of before. 
that that you know the, the the class was actually really good. And then I was watching one on iOS app development with Swift, right? On on which is, on, which is Apple's new programming language. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And so I was I was I was I was learning about how to write Swift uh, programs uh, on there, which is something that like I, look I'm not going to go do professionally, but would be fun to mess around with one day just as like a evening project of see if I can make something actually work on a phone. Right. Um, and, and, and the, the tutorial was actually really good. The guy teaching it was Simon something or other, and he was actually really, really good. So, um, um, uh, these courses are pretty great. You know, they, they, they also, they've got uh, landscape photography, Olympic national park, photographing the night landscape. You should, you ever go out into the mountains and shoot lightning, uh, night landscapes where you are? Um, no, because there there's too much ambient light. Oh, even even if you okay. So how I mean, far I guess do you have if to you go went up? if you went up high enough, you'd you'd be yeah. You or know, go up into uh, 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 Joshua Tree or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, hey, I'm, I guess if I got high enough, I could do it. Did you uh, did you ever? Um, what's the observatory there? The the Hubble. Uh, well, Hubble's in space. No, 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 no. Like the Edwin Hubble figured out all the stuff that the observatory somewhere north Mount Wilson, of Mount Wilson. You ever go up there? Can yes. you go visit that? Yes. Okay. I got to go do that next time. Uh, they've got the Photoshop 25th anniversary microsite with free content up at lynda.com slash two five PS, which is uh, pretty cool. I got to go check that out. Uh, black and white project, creating dynamic landscapes with Lightroom and Photoshop with Chris Orwig, who, uh, I know and, uh, advanced color workflows. No, I, I do know that guy and his brother too. Advanced <laughs> color work workflows for photographers with uh, Joe Brady, and uh, so we've been. Lynda dot com stuff is really great, and uh, it's it's actually really easy to use and uh, fantastic. I have it on my phone, so I was watching him on the subway. I downloaded him. I was watching on the subway. That's uh, fun. It was pretty cool, actually. With lynda.com membership, you can watch and learn from top experts who are passionate about teaching. Stream thousands of video courses on demand and learn on your own schedule. And you get to learn at your own pace because courses are structured so that you can watch them from uh, start to finish or consume them in bite-sized pieces. Uh, so just grab the videos that you like in a particular course and sync them to your phone. Uh, browse each uh, course transcript to follow along if you're that kind of visual learner. Or, of course, uh, you can search for an answer and skip to that point in the video, which is pretty cool. And uh, take notes and you can refer to them later. So if you are that kind of person taking notes, you, are you a learner who needs to like see it, write it down for it to, to click with you? Like when you're in I school and stuff. I love taking notes. Come on. You're talking to a guy who's got. I was setting um, you up many, there. I was softballing it for you. How many, how many field notes or, yeah. or moleskins do I yeah. have? Boxes yeah. of notebooks. And as I mentioned, you could download these tutorials and watch them on the go, uh, right on your iOS or Android device. So create and save playlists that you want to watch, customize your learning path or share it with friends. So I could take these courses that I, that I grabbed and share it as a playlist, uh, with the, with the group if, if, if I wanted to. So your lynda.com membership will give you unlimited access to training on hundreds of topics, all for one flat rate. Whether you're looking to become an industry expert, you're passionate about a hobby, or you just want to learn something new. Go visit lynda.com slash OTP. Sign up for your free 10-day trial. We thank very much, uh, Linda, very much for their support of 5x5 and not taking pictures. Yeah, pretty cool stuff. Um, all right, what else we got left? We're an hour and 10 minutes in. Uh, Want to well, wrap it up and leave this for later? Or Yeah, or? I think we should okay. dive into that later because I'd, okay. like I'd like to hear what they sent you, but I think that's a bigger discussion. You know what? And the thing is next Monday, so I can tell you next Tuesday morning uh, the experience of doing it. I'm, I'm judging oh, dig a, it. I'm judging a, a little – uh, like an evening photo competition for a local photo club. And uh, they sent me rules and criteria that I'm supposed to base things on. And, 
And uh, I thought it would be interesting to go through the rules that they sent me and the criteria and, and kind of parse them apart a little bit. But I'll do it the day after. Uh, I do yeah, the, let's I do, do that. Thing. And then we can hear what how you enjoyed the experience. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. uh, so uh, how did people do with typography? That's my question. Uh, all over the place, and all over really the place in a good way or in a bad way. No, in a good way. Okay. I mean, you know, some people kind of created their own. There are reflections. There are, you know, signage. They got really creative with how they, how you guys saw type or how you guys experienced type. And it's, uh, let's see, if we if we go down the list, um, I like uh, Danny Jason. Alexander's pick stack of books. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Um, uh, Seth Garrison, <laughs> excessive typography. Not a chance, Seth. No such thing. Um, <laughs> David Lawrence, good stuff. Um, Bobby Tingle, visiting a cemetery. That was an interesting choice. Dark. I love, I love old cemeteries. Mm, dark. Yeah, yeah. Se- 18, 19, that ain't old. 18, 19 is not old? <laughs> uh, there's, that, there's, the, uh, there's a cemetery behind my mother's house like in her neighbor's yard that's been there for like 400 years oh wow yeah that's like yes yeah, early 1700s 1600s yeah wow it's pretty, yeah it's pretty uh cool. martin rots martin the ones with the reflection graffiti on a reflecting billboard with type of, that's a really cool shot love yeah, that yeah um let's see uh, just other really cool shots too of reflections and uh uh ryan nice nice shot uh reflections in the street there. Um, some faceless portraits. Uh, I like, I like the typography one. That's the tattoo on the guy's stomach. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Right. John Hartinson, Hardison. Um, let's see who else. Adrian Hernandez. I like that sign. Uh, the one eighty four and three quarters. That's pretty cool. Um, Tanya, good stuff. Yeah. I mean, just, you know, I love that, that that we get to see all of this interesting stuff and and to see again this this is to me this is the beauty of social media is I get to see the world through other people's eyes. Yep. And yep. and and I I quite like that. So you know. So are you saying suck it? Is that what you're trying don't, to say? Don't 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 listen to Bill. He doesn't know what's <laughs> up. Yeah. So suck it. Suck I think it, our Bobby. group is 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 pretty special this way. Uh mm-hmm. yeah, good stuff. So um this week. Might seem kind of weird, but uh, this is good. And, and Bill actually suggested this, and I, I love this. Um, w- one of the things that I noticed when I was in D.C. was this is a town where people love their shoes. Mm. I mean, some of some just and I, I, I'm a big fan of, of boots and shoes, but there were some gorgeous shoes in this town. Um, so, so, you know, everybody mostly wears shoes. So yeah. shoes, that's the assignment. Yeah. What are you gonna do with shoes? Cause that could go a lot of different ways. It could. I, you know, I just, we were I just saying feel we, like this assignment has soul. We were saying, oh, oh, you know, you and I were saying before the show, how, uh, sneakers these days are really butt ugly. Oh, they're, they're horrible. They're, that's, that's not just me, right? No, no. I, it's, did sneak, sneakers, sneakers and, cool looking when we were younger? Um, yeah, you know, I, I I miss I miss the the like just the like the simple white leather K Swiss. You remember those? Right. Yeah. 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 I miss those. Um, I miss the simple some now some 
sneaker designers, some shoe designers, uh, is sneakers, is that still the, the appropriate term? I don't uh, know. I think kicks is the term. Kicks. Is. <laughs> anyway, um, Diesel makes some cool stuff still. Um, yeah, a lot of them uh, feel really. Puma. Yeah. You know, a lot of them a don't lot fit of them, my feet. That's my problem. A lot of, a lot of sneakers are just garish. Yeah. 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 They're, they're just, is that, is I that the know, thing what, though? Or are they garish on purpose? Like I don't they're, know. They're trying to be garish. I I, I don't know. I Are mean, they trying to piss us off, Jeffrey? <laughs> yeah, right. Puma still makes the sort of classic, you know, the classic suede sneaker with just the the little inverted kind of swoosh around. I think, the side. I think Puma could be in the Skillshare voice. I don't know. I can't do. That. I, I, what am I, a monkey? <laughs> Puma. I don't know. Is that it? Is that the one? Yeah, that's pretty close. Uh, in fact, I'm on their site. They do. In fact, I had these these blue suede pumas as 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 a as a high school student. Don't person. step on your blue suede pumas. Right. Uh, but yeah, a lot of a lot of sh- boots is I love boots, especially uh, my Clark's. I love Clark boots. So Clark's, you know. Yeah, I just. It was fascinating. I was looking at people, and people either had like chucks on, or I was wearing like uh, these. Um, what's it called? What are the shoes that I like? Um, what the hell's the name of that company? I'm staring at them, and I can't see it. Keen. Birkenstock. Keen. <laughs> see what I did there? Yeah, that was nice. Uh, Keen. Keen I like they, have, they, have, they have room in the toes. I like things yep. with room in the toes. Um, but everyone else was like wearing really ugly sneakers. Just kind of made me think. Wow, am I really out that out of the loop? I guess yeah. I am. A lot of really gorgeous wingtips around uh, uh, DC. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I, the, I wish I could rock some wingtips, but I don't know. You know, do they are they are they okay with jeans? Because that's pretty much all I wear. Do you have to wear a suit? I don't know. That's a good. That's a good question. But I, I do. Know. I do like the shoes. Hmm. In fact, I, I even like. There's a. If you ever go to the Sartorialist, sure. there are some great shoes, both male and female. Uh, men's the, tr- shoes. the trick for me for shoes is that like, look, I'm willing to pay two or $300 for a good pair of shoes if they're going to last for a long time, but I'm not going to buy six pairs of $300 shoes. You know, like I'm not that guy. Um, so it's like, it's hard to find one pair of shoes that will work in a lot of different ways, you know, right. Which is why I end up wearing docks and that kind of stuff. Cause it's like, okay, it's a classic. It's going to be fine. It's going to last for a long time. It's going to look good with jeans or with nicer clothes, you know? Um, versatile shoes. That's what I'm looking for. Right. All right. Should we talk about our photographer of the week? Photographer of the week. Hit me. Francesca Woodman. You know this person? I do not. Okay. So I, and this is going to sound like a sexist thing, but it's just, it's like from my experience, I've met a number of female photographers who point to Francesca Woodman as their favorite photographer of all time. And I've never, I've never had a man say it have had hmm. women say it. So she uh was uh, she she killed herself at age 22, jumped out a window. Killed oh herself. God. Why? Yeah. It was like a depression thing? Uh she had depression apparently she got she went to RISD for for Okay, so see? Depression kills, man. Yeah. Don't well, don't don't give me another griefy oh, word about it. Yeah, but it's not her art's fault. Uh uh she she yeah, she survived a suicide attempt after and then she lived with her parents in Manhattan. And then in 1981, she jumped out a window of a loft 
uh, and her acquaintance said things have been really bad. There'd been therapy, things had gotten better. Uh, and then her guard had been let down. Her father suggested that her suicide was related to an unsuccessful application for funding from the NEA. Wow. Yeah. Talking about taking it seriously, right? Uh, so there aren't that many pictures that she's taken. If you, if you, I mean, that are like publicly available. The crazy thing is, is that while, you know, she did well in school and everything like that, she got all kinds of critical attention from her pictures after she died. Hmm. So she only had a few exhibitions during her lifetime, uh, in like, you know, little tiny places, whatever it is, no group shows, uh, or anything like that. And then in 1986, her stuff was shown at Hunter college and all these different universities and stuff. And then it just sort of took off. And a lot of her pictures are medium format, square, black and white self portraits, often with her nude, uh, you know, not safe for work warning. Um, her Unless blurry you a nudist colony. Exactly. Uh, you know, uh, long exposure, sort of blurry stuff, uh, weird sort of abstract, almost Dolly esque sort of, uh, uh, twists and turns and she likes to pose really tightly and stuff. Very, very affected. If you know, if you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. That's really interesting work. Yeah. Now, uh, I've never heard of her. Really? Which is not really surprising. Yeah. But she's, she's one of those people that like people who know her love her. Hmm. And, and I, while I look at it and I think some of them are really great, it doesn't make me go, Oh my God, this is, you know, I feel like she is an example of sort of an early, um, uh, what's her name? The, the, the nanny chick, um, the nanny chick, you know what I'm talking about? The hell's her name? Please help I'm me. just going to, I'm, I'm going to let you hang Why yourself are you hurting? here. <laughs> Please help me. I don't want to be sexist, but the nanny chick, you know what I'm saying? The, the, the woman, whatever her name is, uh, Vivian Mayer, uh, <laughs> Where, where it's like after she died, she was found in like... Uh, oddly enough, that was the alternate title for Finding Vivian Mayer, was the, the Nanny Chick. The Nanny Chick. <laughs> um, but, but, but just that like, you know, this person is a genius after they're gone mm-hmm. who was either ignored or a recluse during their life, you know. Um, and, and I feel like if it wasn't for her because uh, uh, she sort of became this big thing after her death, at age 22. So how much stuff could she actually have done? You know, uh, do you know the story of how she was found and, and brought, uh, you know, to public, I or? don't. And I was going to do some research and figure that out unless somebody else knows and can write in. I was, I was actually thinking of doing that last night and I didn't get around to it because it's, but I do know that her family, I think it's her mother and father and a sibling or something sort of control her work very tightly. Hmm. Like they're all living off the work of their dead sister, daughter, uh, in some in some weird way, so it's yeah, it's really interesting, and it's when you look at the pictures, um, I feel like it's they 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 are of somebody of a very specific. Um, they feel very not adolescent, but very young to me. Right, you know her point of view, like they're they're very angsty. Okay. Uh, in some way, sort of trying trying to find beauty in a world that has none, sort of depressive, loner kind of thing, um, which I think is what a lot of people are drawn to, you know. Um, hmm. I don't know that she would put her stuff on Instagram. 
uh, I'd like to make a request. Sure. Those of you that, that, that look at this work and, and if it does affect, you. uh, if it does affect you or click with you, would you, would you write in why, what, yeah. what, what is it about it that, that you find uh, captivating or interesting or engaging? Well, well, what's, what's your instant react? What's your blink reaction? I mean, it's, it's interesting. Um, I don't know that, that I would say, you know, oh, I, I like this as much as I like, you know, Sally yeah. Mann or Avedon or, right. or, you know, Irving Penn or somebody yeah. like that. Yeah. But I like the experimentation. Yep. Um, I, I, I like, hmm, I like the variety of it. I like, I like that she was trying still life and she was trying you know, long exposure and she was trying portraiture yeah. and she was trying artistic nude. That seems to be interesting. And, and the idea that you need to be in every photo that you take, like th- that idea of somehow it's not one of my photographs unless I'm in the photograph. Yeah. That's yeah. an interesting point of view to me. Well, that's, that's very, uh, what's her name? Um, God, I'm having a really hard time with names lately. Am I really getting that old? Cindy Sherman. Mm hmm. Uh, and I, I also feel like this is kind of uh, – Well, she, yes she, and no. Wait a minute. Yes and no. Well, because Cindy Sherman's trying to be somebody else in all of her photos. Right. But this, is, this is just her. Is it? Or is it, or, or is she trying to be what she sees herself as being hmm. in these mm-hmm. photos? You see what I'm saying? Okay. Like, okay. I don't think the, the poses and the things that she's doing and the shapes that she's making and the things that she's doing in these pictures, those are things that you do in a picture, not things you do – just standing against a wall with your arms in front of your face and stuff, you know, like she's, she's making a point, uh, or, or, you know, uh, affecting herself in a way for photographic purposes. I also feel like there's a, there's a little bit of Dean Arbus in all this too, you know? Uh, uh sure. I could see that. I could see that. Uh, and in fact, but, but, I, I don't but, know but directed sure. more internally. Yeah. 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 But I mean, but I could see her thinking Dean Arbus was fantastic. Like I just, mm-hmm. I just can imagine her saying that, you know, like, oh yeah, Dean Arbus. Uh, so yeah, Francesca Woodman, not that much work available, but the work that's available has been very highly regarded by people in the know. Apparently, uh, there's a film too. Yeah, which I, I I saw that in the thing, and I haven't seen it. So, uh, some research for you and I to do to maybe come back next week and figure it out. But I, but, but I'm telling you, a number of girls have, have said to me, a number of women have said, oh, do you know Francesca Woodman? She's my favorite. Interesting. And I was always like, wow, really? Like, hey, I, that's uh, interesting to me. Side note, did we ever hear back from the, the other, the, the director about that other documentary? Yeah, he was supposed to send us a copy and he never did. I'll, I'll follow up with him. Okay. Uh, but anyway, what, just. What, what, wait, what flick was that? Um, that was, um, hold on a second. I don't remember exactly. Let's I don't see. remember now either. There were so many that we were trying to get a hold of. Yeah. It was a documentary about, what the hell was that guy's name? It was some guy photographer. I remember that. I'll, ch- I'll, ch- I'll figure it out. And, yeah. And figure it out. Let me know. Anyway. So Francesca Woodman, I thought it would be an interesting thing. Uh, yeah. Cool. Crazy, right? Yeah. Um, interesting though. 22 years old. And then after her death is showing at SF MoMA. Yeah. And the Guggenheim. Yeah. You know, and I, yeah, it's like what happened between then and then. Right. And it, it and also, I, and I think it's, there are parts of it that are interesting, but again, yeah. do I, do I, Does do I go, stand oh my out God, and say, yeah, this exactly. needs to be on a gallery wall. This is revelatory or whatever. I don't know. Or, or is it good politics and good connections? We don't know. You know, yeah. Yeah. you know, it could be that 
somebody this also is a, a good example of like okay now it's sf moma and the guggenheim and palazzos in rome and whatnot but she you know graduated from school and couldn't get any grants because people didn't like her work well who was wrong there you know what i mean was it the people at the time or is it the people like it can't be bad before and amazing now. Like somebody yeah. made a decision there that changed the way we looked at this work. Maybe that's a discussion for another week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know how public perception changes the public's perception of work. I mean, even uh, the, the stuff that's going on at MoMA now, there's this Bjork exhibit, right? Which I don't know if you've read any of the reviews of the Bjork exhibit, but they are scathing. Oh really? They say it's awful, an embarrassment that the that the 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 curator should should be fired. Like all this like really interesting stuff. It's saying that, you know, MoMA was once this cultural bastion and now it's nothing but like following pop culture to to get likes essentially. Wow. Yeah, I'll send you some links. Maybe that's something to talk about next week too. So yeah, okay, we got a topic for next week. Wow. Yeah, that's harsh. Yeah, I'll I'll send you stuff. It's pretty rough. Um. All right. So Francesca Woodman thought it was interesting. All right. Good. Uh, podcast at ontakingpictures.com. Yep. How you can get a hold of us. Uh, Twitter, Jeffrey Sidoris, Bill Wadman. Yep. Uh, Instagram. <laughs> Bill Wadman and Jeffrey Sidoris. Right. Hey, how about, what do you think about the handles on Instagram? Should you and I have chosen like funky handles? You can if you want, but I'm not, I'm not into that. Like booty panda. If if you want people to call you Booty Panda, then that's that's a that's your thing. Uh, yeah. Again, doesn't that just add to the to the noise? Now I've got to figure out, you know, that Booty Panda equals Bill Wadman instead yeah, of that's what Bill I, Wadman equals Bill. That's Wadman. what I. That's how I always felt about it. But maybe the handle becomes the thing. You know, how many people know who the sartorialist is? Scott just, Schulman. Right. But a lot of people just know him as the sartorialist. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's an interesting thing. Uh, anyway, something there. Yeah. Uh, all right. We will see you te- next week. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. Oh, you can also leave us a voicemail at uh, 347-687-9411. Uh, the assignment is shoes. Um, uh, let's see. I had some shoe pun I was going to go for, but I can't think of it now. I like the soul one. That was good. Make sure it's new work, yeah. not just retreads of your old stuff. Why don't we lace up this this episode? What? There tie, it is. Tie it off. Oh, you're a naughty boy. Oh! <laughs> 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 All right, that's that. All right. Bye. Thanks, everyone. See you next week.
say 